to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that will help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can drain you of the mental strength you need to be your best. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Today, we're talking about how to stay mentally strong when you're working through grief. As a therapist, I see a lot of people who have misconceptions about grief. And it's no wonder why. We rarely talk about grief as a society. We're uncomfortable with death, and when we see other people grieving, our temptation is to try and cheer them up. No one ever teaches us how to grieve. In fact, no one even tells us what it means to grieve or why we do it. So today I'm sharing what I've learned, not just as a therapist, but as well as through my own journey with grief. I was 23 when my mom died, and then exactly three years to the day, my 26-year-old husband died. A few years after that, I lost my father-in-law and then a former foster child. In fact, I spent an entire decade grieving one loss after the next. But before I share how to stay strong while grieving, I want to clear up some of the biggest misconceptions about grief. Number one, grief has a timeline. People often believe that the length of time you grieve is directly proportional to how much you loved someone. If you loved your partner, your mom, or your grandfather a lot, then you should be sad for a long time. If you lost a coworker or a neighbor, you should only be sad for a little while. But those things aren't true. In fact, thinking that you should feel sad for a certain amount of time or that you should feel sadness to a specific extent can be quite harmful. Misconception number two, time heals all wounds. Nope, time actually heals nothing. It's what you do with your time that matters. But I can't tell you how many people have come into my therapy office over the years feeling really angry that time hadn't healed anything. They'd spent years and years waiting to feel better, expecting that time would heal them. What they didn't realize was is that they were just avoiding grief. They distracted themselves and they did anything they could to stay busy so that time would pass. Unfortunately, most of them hadn't even started grieving yet. Grieving isn't about sitting around suffering and waiting to feel better. It's a process that you have to go through. And you have to go through painful feelings in order to come out on the other side. Misconception number three, you eventually move on. Sometimes people think that grief is a straight line. The idea that there are five stages of grief has reinforced this idea that you move from one stage to the next until you're done. But the stages of grief, which were originally introduced by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, weren't meant to be a prescription. Instead, it was just information that could be used to describe how some people heal. But people don't move through each stage one month at a time or even in a linear fashion or anything like that. Grief is messy. And your grief will change over time and you likely experience what feels like an emotional roller coaster. And it will probably affect you at different times of your life. So rather than say that you've moved on, it might be more fair to say that you're moving through your grief. Misconception number four. If you're mentally strong, you won't cry. Allowing yourself to experience uncomfortable emotions and express them is a sign of strength, not weakness. And grief tends to include a whole wide array of emotions. 
sadness, anger, guilt, disappointment, anxiety, and even despair. Suppressing those emotions in an attempt to look tough only makes them come on stronger. Being strong means embracing uncomfortable emotions sometimes. That's not to say that you have to cry, though. If you don't feel like crying, that's okay, too. Finally, a fifth misconception is that you should appear to be grieving 24-7. I was 26 when I became a widow, and I can't tell you how many times I heard things like, but you don't look like a widow, as if I were supposed to be dressed in black from head to toe or something like that. At some point, I still had to function after my husband died. I put on real clothes, went to work, ran errands, just like everyone else. I felt sad on the inside a lot of the times, but I didn't necessarily look it on the outside. And of course, there were days when I laughed and I felt happy and had fun too, because grief often comes in waves. In fact, I might be having a great day and feeling really good, only to then start crying in the middle of the deli when the person in front of me ordered the exact sandwich my husband would have ordered. Grief is weird like that. So what does it mean to stay mentally strong when you're grieving? It means that you walk a delicate balance between allowing yourself to experience uncomfortable emotions while not staying stuck in a place of pain. So how do you do that? Well, it's all about moving forward at a slow pace. You have to go through daily activities without having someone in your life. That's hard to do, especially if you're used to seeing someone or talking to them on a regular basis. So it's important to do it one step at a time. Allow yourself to experience an uncomfortable emotion for a bit. In fact, put a name to that emotion when you feel it and you'll help your brain make sense of what's going on. To learn more about why it's helpful to label feelings, go back and listen to episode number nine, how to make an uncomfortable emotion feel more tolerable. Because when you're grieving, it's tempting to escape the discomfort or to distract yourself. But allowing yourself to feel an emotion, even if it's just for a little while, can be part of the healing process. It will take a while for your loss to really sink in. When my husband died, there was a thought in the back of my head for a long time that I couldn't wait to tell him what I'd just been through. It was this weird feeling that somehow he'd be proud of me for getting through everything all on my own. It was like my brain wanted to believe that his absence was temporary. And I had to keep reminding myself I wasn't ever going to be able to sit down and talk to him about what I was going through. He wasn't coming back next month or next year. But it's weird how our brains play tricks on us when we're grieving. But that's what often happens. So it's important to you take steps to work through your grief and stay strong. Here are some things that might help you stay mentally strong when you're working through your grief. Number one, read books about grief. Two books that I found especially helpful were A Grief Observed by C.S. Lewis and A Year of Magical Thinking by Joan Didion. Those books reminded me that the bizarre thoughts and weird emotions were normal. But there's tons of other books on grief. If you're into reading, you'll likely find something that will help you too. But I know a lot of people struggle to concentrate when they're grieving and they don't find books to be helpful right away. So if you don't want to read or you just can't concentrate enough to read, that's okay too. Number two, join a support group. Being able to connect with other people who understand your pain is important. That might mean going to a general group with others who understand grief or loss. Or it might mean joining an online forum with people who have experienced something really similar to you. There are lots of forums and support groups out there. Number three, talk to friends and family. Just remember that a lot of people aren't going to have any idea what to say to you. They might say things that sound insensitive sometimes, even though their heart's in the right place. So try to keep their comments in perspective. They're likely trying their best to help you feel better. Number four, take care of yourself. Getting exercise and eating a healthy diet is really important. 
It's also important to try to sleep. I know that those things are really tough to do, though, when you're grieving, but it's important to try. You'll be in a much better position to care for your mind when you're taking care of your body. And number five, get professional help. If you're feeling stuck in your healing process or you feel like you're getting depressed or you have anxiety that's starting to interfere with your ability to function, see a therapist. Of course, you might wonder how talking to someone about how bad you feel could help. But talk therapy can be quite instrumental in helping you honor what you've lost while navigating your pain. So those are five things that could help you stay strong while you're working through your grief. Read books about grief. Join a support group. Talk to friends and family. Take care of yourself and get professional help. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcast.